digital capacity for the arts. There's clearly an enormous investment of time, energy, expertise, um, you know, sort of, yeah, just the size of those microphones was, was intimidating, um, never mind the setup. Um, and as a model for, for how you integrate text-based material with audio, video and everything, it, it seems to me to, to work very well. What do you think your experience can tell other arts organizations in particular about how they could use this sort of these sorts of techniques you know it, this isn't telling a story this is teaching people stuff yeah. what are the general lessons well i suppose um we thought that we had um content that the the ordinary the, the real court the real course the original course uh, had the the one the person to person course uh, and i suppose it was about trying to find a way of exploiting that and if you if you if you think it's if you think what you've got uh, within your organisation is good, and um, uh, I suppose it's finding a different way of, of of getting it out there in a different way. I mean, I have to say that um, uh, I suppose if we if we were starting again from from now, if if we knew and we having been through all the kind of stuff that we've learned, we might do one or two things slightly differently. I mean, we might. Um, whether or not the video the video content needs to be quite that uh, spectacular and kind of glossy, uh, maybe it could be more guerrillary and 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 more low key and possibly cheaper. Um, I don't know. The, the one of the things I mean, sort of the thing about you know, the high production quality, high production values allow you to listen to the words. You don't get distracted by the quality of production. That's why good video journalism, you don't notice that you're watching a video, you get the story that's being told to you. Right. So you might have, have, have that uh, happening true. to you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, um, can I sort of throw it open? Does anybody want to ask questions of Jez about either how they did it, why they did it, or sort of how it might apply to what you're up to? Or have we killed all your questioning instincts? No. Hello, it's Sarah from Kenora. Hi. Hello. Um, I just wondered how much market... Who knows nothing about video. No, nothing. <laughs> and noth well, I don't know anything about theatre, that's for sure. Um, I just wondered um, how much research you had to do in terms of planning the revenue model, the pricing, how much market research you had to do to be confident enough to think that you could actually sell enough to make it wor worthwhile investing in the first place? Yeah, well, we did, we did do an extensive kind of... Uh, consultative process with we got a consultant on board and got people to check uh, what other things or similar offers were out there uh, and also um, I suppose we put the um, the original contract out to tender and um, got um, got people in to see if they understood um, what the project was about and what we were about and also that that was a very useful learning process because they started obviously telling us because it was outside of our original sphere of of um of of knowledge i suppose i mean we're the you know we're we're theater makers we sit in a darkened room and tell stories but um this was a whole new a new way of of, of operating so um and we we did comparative studies with other the other stuff that was out there, mainly American, uh, uh, the similar courses that were available. And so we tried to pitch the price um, as kind of competitively as possible. Uh, but because it was new and because it's, um, it's not that common, we were, we were kind of in the dark a little bit. 
as many are. So I should, pass, I should pass you on to my, uh, my development manager as well, Chilean. Actually, that's not a bad responsible idea. Let's for, hear um, for, uh, here, for the revenue. Okay. Do you want to grab the microphone? Um, what I was going to say is actually some of it was we just took a bit of a chance on it as well. Um, you know, we did as much research as we could do, but because it was a new project and there wasn't anything similar like it out there. And um, yes, there were two driving forces to it. One was to find emerging talent, hopefully, but the other real driver was to try and open up a new revenue stream as well so that we can continue doing what we do for, for, for free. Um, so we were lucky we got um, investment money from the Arts Council and we also got investment money from Business Link as well, um, which allowed us to develop it. And I suppose we're still out of pocket with it six months on. Uh, we have started selling it. We've got 26 people signed up as of yesterday. Um, so it's still very, still early days with it. Um, and yeah, because we, we managed to get outside investment, we could take a chance on it. Um, Thank you. Thank, thanks for sharing that detail. I think that's really important. No, this is that's Jez's microphone. Um, there's a comment at the back here. If you get the microphone, thanks, Jez. Um, hi, Jez. Vanessa Brooks from Full Body and the Voice Theatre Company. Really interesting to hear what you had to say because we're 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 just in the process of getting a website together with. Um, uh, something probably on a on a similar line to what you've set up with playwriting around the methodologies that we use, particularly um, geared towards directors and writers. I'm assuming I, I apologise, but I don't know live theatre very well. But I'm assuming that 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 one of your primary objectives in in setting this up was to um, get more new plays off the ground and and get them coming in into the theatre. But my, my, my question around that is whether actually having this two-way street in terms of the, of the, of the website and the, and the course itself, did it, did it burden you in terms of resource and actually servicing all of the, all, all of the work that is generated through, through people actually sending you scripts, which is very time-consuming, isn't it? And I would imagine that big aspects of that course were very time-consuming because working with writers is isn't it? <laughs> the, but they're lovely people as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm one uh, myself. <laughs> good. Um, and me too. Uh, lapsed right now. Um, I mean, the whole thing took about two years, I think, from, from s the original kind of the first conversations that we had to the launch uh, just before Christmas. Um, and it, I, don't th I think we... Uh, initially, I think we underestimated what impact... Um, it would have on all of our time and resources within the company. So, um, I mean, that's certainly something you've got to bear in mind. That um, obviously, we're, you know, we're busy people and we're at full capacity probably anyway. And you're you're taking on additional stuff. So, um, I think you know you have to you have to, I suppose, make a judgment about what how high a priority this is, and maybe you know, use your time appropriately. Sure. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jez, for okay. coming, sharing your experience with us and, and giving us another view of, of what can be done with audio and audiovisual material. Thanks thank very you. much, Jez. Cheers. Don't forget to share and bookmark our podcasts. Video and audio is available from all our seminars and masterclasses at artscouncil.org.uk slash digital capacity. That's artscouncil.org.uk slash digital capacity. Thank you.
building digital capacity for the arts. You've been listening to a podcast download from Arts Council England and BBC Academy.